Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Always Almost There Day After Show. Today is Day After Day After Show, and uh, we have special guest Mr. Garrett uh, here today. He's actually on that side of me. Uh, Special guest Mr. Garrett here today. Unfortunately, the other Always Almost There hosts um, were uh, predisposed uh, today. Um, You know, we we tried to move it today, so everyone will be more available uh, than travel yesterday, but, you know, we got one. So that's that's pretty good. I was on a plane at this time yesterday, so happy we can make it. But Garrett, how are you? Thank you for coming. I am good. I am uh, exhausted between uh, five days of shows in a row mm-hmm. from uh, Arebolo, <clears throat> the Joel Cummins and Jason Hahn, and then two Goosemiths and Fox, and then flying back yesterday. So I'm good, but recovering. Me, me as well. Um, you know what's good for recovery? Uh, a word from our sponsor. Uh, Averzio Functional Mushrooms are here to help right now, whether you are gearing up for a show, going to sleep afterwards, or recovering and restoring the day after. Using varieties like Lion's Mane, Chaga, Reishi, and more, Averzio concentrates the health benefits from these potent fruiting bodies into a supplement with a variety of applications. I take their Lion's Mane focus every morning and really enjoy the boost it gives me throughout the day. Order your Averzio today with code STORMSOUND15 for 15% off your order, available to ship anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. I've also been taking the uh, Rejuvenate one since yesterday, and it's definitely helping a little bit. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a long, it was a long five shows and five nights for sure. Um, but it was fun. And so let, let's talk about uh, Sunday's show. You know, um, we, we ran into each other, obviously, many times over the weekend. We were in the same spot for both nights at Goosemas. Yep. Um, it was very fun five days. And I think Sunday was an absolutely incredible way to cap it off. Uh, you know, tiny room after the the big arena in Broomfield and just, just so much fun. What, did you, what were your thoughts going into Sunday before the show started? Um, I was expecting like a standard, like Maruvan, Arcadia, but like 
a standard goose show, but just like getting there early and seeing how small the place was and um, how amped everyone was, it, there was just a different vibe to it um, in a good way. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, it, it was awesome. Got there at um, around three o'clock in the afternoon and was going to just like go, go check out some spots in Boulder, but the line was already like 30, 30 people <laughs> deep. Lots of people in the with a finger in the air looking for tickets, but uh, the community was pretty great. Like people were trying to help each other get tickets. Uh, some people had cardboard signs uh, with with like asking for a miracle, and when one person would get their ticket, they would pass the sign to another person. Um, so so yeah, it was it was really great. Um, Conscious Alliance came out about an hour before, so people were able to donate their toys and and that that moon skier poster is, is a pretty really cool. cool poster. Um, didn't realize it was a, like a galaxy foil, uh, which is really awesome. Did you grab one? I grabbed one. Of course. Yep. You're, you're not a guy that misses out on grabbing prints. That's for sure. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Very, very cool poster. I, I got the, uh, I donated to the toy drive on Saturday and got one of their gooseness posters, which I absolutely love. And I'm very excited to put up somewhere at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I totally was definitely expecting more of a standard show than we got. Um, you know, just kind of be like, oh, we're going to play in a small venue. It'll be party time. Like, you know, we'll get the mod of on the Arcadia, what have you. Um, though I actually, I didn't have Arcadia on my fantasy picks. But what we got was, you know, my, definitely exceeded my expectations. They didn't start on time, which I know you love. Um, it, but- it was fine. There were no expectations uh, for, for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> that's good they, they, still started, they started earlier than goosemas yeah they, they were playing with house money and yeah i, I was hoping yeah. for a bit of an earlier start you and i both had very early flights yesterday um but yes we made it so so they open up the show with yeti pumped up kicks yeti um interesting to see this pairing or this pairing the sandwich come again so soon after just being played um in october in atlanta but i thought it was a it was a great way to open the show you know set the vibe yeah, I mean, you, you're looking at the smallest venue they played since, what, 2019? And and it was packed to, to the gills. Like, the only place to stand was really in the lobby or, or in the ramp by the time yeah. the show started. Which is um, where we ended up. <laughs> yeah. And um, just, like, starting off with Yeti, you could just already feel the crowd energy. You had a lot of people who really love Goose in there, a lot less casual fans, mm-hmm. um, more of, of the people that know the catalog and Yeti just was, was a nice little dance party. Um, Pumped up kicks w- was good. It's not my favorite cover they do, but um, it worked well in there to, to start off the show with a nice 20 minute Yeti pumped up kicks uh, sandwich. Yeah. You know, get, get the, get the crowd going a little bit. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but Trevor seemed to be wearing like a 2019 outfit of his. Like it, I, I think that that backwards hat um it was very, very 2019, and I don't think he's been wearing hats nearly as much the last couple of years. So that was something that stuck out to me. It was like, oh, it's like, it's like yeah. pre-pandemic Trevor up there in, in the small venue. It's kind of like an uh, homage, if you will. And Peter yeah. mentioned that the last time they played at the Fox in June of 2019, they had like 40 people in the audience. So, that, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, I'd be... It'd be remiss to, to move on without talking about Getty's light rig. 
because he did not have his normal rig that he's been using for Goosemas and the Taboos tour and and this year. Right. Um, apparently, it was just some like random lights that he was able to to get for the night, um, and and he did really well with it. It was just too small of a venue to be able to uh, support. To yeah, what they usually have. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's well. You know, this is also the first they they played ten consecutive arena shows, right? You know, the eight yep. the eight Taboos and then the two Goosemas, and so now they're going into, you know, this tiny theater that was really like it was so small. Like for anyone who you know, this is a, a six hundred capacity venue, which is two hundred less people than we're at Arabolo on Wednesday. So like just absolutely packed in. Um, but yeah, it was it was so cool. The lights were definitely solid. Um, Yes, smaller, smaller rig. I'm wondering if it was like, you know, what they had in the venue or he like just took some like picked and chose out, uh, picked and chose, pick and chose out of the, the greater Goosemas rig, um, just, yeah. you know, put a few smaller pieces in. But yeah, it did look really, really good. Um, and then after the Yeti, um, you get the Jive one, very, very solid. You know, we hadn't gotten a Jive yet this weekend. I was personally hoping for a two. Um, that is now my, my second most common not seen song, uh, behind lead the way after 17 shows this year, but, uh, it, it was a great jive one hot. There, there are like some jive ones that, that are standard and there are some jive ones that go really hard. Um, last year's terminal five night two, uh, jive one went really hard. Yeah. We, the, the taboo Syracuse one did and then this one is another one where where like the drums are going off at the end rick is going off at the end uh peter had that really nice uh solo in there um i i am personally a jive one person but i know i am in the minority most people are a jive two but you can be both i jive two may be my favorite jive but i absolutely love jive one the uh the, the one from dc in march where they do like a you know it opens the show and they like just sit on the intro for like five minutes. Like yeah. just, just Rick and Peter just going back and forth trading solos. And it's, it's great. But yeah, I, I love that too. Yeah. And then from there we get, you know, first jam of the night. I, I feel like I, I was not expecting there to be, you know, the strength of improvisation that we got on Sunday night. I was expecting it to be party show. You know, we got someone in the chat, Incog Keller saying 2019 goose show with 2022 goose power. Absolutely what it was. Um, but I was expecting it to be more in the 2019 party show mode instead of having jams as well. But getting the OG Echo of a Rose for the first time since uh, November 2021, you know, I wanted to have Brian on the pod today because he asks me why I note the fast version of Echo and the slow version of All I Need every single time they play it. And that's, that's why. why. Yeah. And that's why, because it's not the original version and they're going to play it again at some point, which they did. Um, so I, I was, you know, this is my first OG echo. Uh, I was excited about it and what a jam. Yeah. The, the last time I heard OG echo was, was June 15th, 2021, which is probably the, the best echo of all time. Yep. Um, and, but this one was, was not too shabby. Um, right after the song, they go into this groove that was reminiscent of the, uh, the February, uh, Louisville pancakes. Ooh, um, good, good connection. Oh, thank you. It's my it's one of my favorite pancakes. So I I, I, I listen to it quite often. But yes. uh, yeah, they do that groove and then they slow it down a bit and and they had a really nice um, blissful, I guess, uh, chord progression in there. Um, and I 
yeah, I didn't feel 17 minutes, but looking at the times on Nugs, it was uh, about a few there. seconds shy. Yeah, it was it was a really great jam. Yeah, you know, at this point, you know, I was in the weekend, I was already really worried about where everything was going to slot into my uh, playlist and my rankings. And, you know, as this show's unfolding, and they're like, oh my God, I was expecting like maybe one from tonight. Now there are like at least two that I have to worry about. So, but yeah, this Echo was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, this echo was awesome. Like, you know, there's that time after that initial like rocking jam that they get into um, where it kind of fades a bit and Spuds brings back the the like the echo beat. And it's like, OK, maybe it's just going to be a quicker one as a lot of the OG echoes were, um, because with, with OG echo, you know, the first jam was usually just like a, a Rick guitar solo. And then the second jam was where they would really get into it. But with yep. with the fast version this year, they've been it's been, you know, very first jam heavy, obviously, except for like, you know, the February Portland version. Um, but last night, yeah, they just they just kept going and pushed into this beautiful, blissful space. It was phenomenal. Absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. And it was, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. You know, I, I just um, wrote it, uh, wrote my review of it uh, this morning. But Peter's organ playing this weekend has been really cool because, you know, a lot of the time when Peter plays organ with Goose, he's using it, for like big peaky jams, the soaring, whatever, or a song where he usually plays organ. But seeing in, in the Wisteria from Friday night and in the Echo from Sunday night, we're getting this like reverb heavy percussive organ sound where he's leading more on it. And I just absolutely loved it in this jam. Yeah, and, and I could be wrong on this, but I feel like most Goose jams before uh, the Taboo Store was Rick soloing with Peter just really behind it but i feel like since the boost tour uh especially these last three shows we saw a lot more of peter taking solos during jams um and it's a really cool progression to to see there and it's starting to change it up a little bit for goose yeah and i I definitely you know he's taken solos in jams before but i definitely feel like his solos aren't just solos anymore you know he's he's leading he's you know giving ideas to rick uh and to the rest of the band like you know so yeah, amazing to hear. And then, you know, not losing any momentum after Echo, they go into Earthling, um, which I know is a lot, not a lot of people's uh, favorite song, but it, you know, this was a phenomenal jam. Yeah. Um, but well, even right before Earthling or Alien, it seemed like something was off with the set list because uh, Peter and Rick just like turn each other like what should we play so it kind of seemed like they really weren't following a strict set list and, and we got to see um, after the show that there was basically just a list of songs that they um, basically just a list of songs that they chose to, uh, to to play from but there was no structured list like most shows so Rick just uh, started the Earthling, uh, the Earthling riff and, like, okay, and then yeah. Peter was like yeah let's do it um, it's one of those songs where like the first version I ever heard was, uh, or the first version I heard live was the one with Greg Knight, which, is, which is an incredible version. Yes. And there was a lot of just versions with the like start stop and, and the and, conducting like, and, yeah. and the conducting. And then this year, just like it's, it's been insane. Uh, the, the Vegas version, the, um, Chrysalis. Chrysalis, this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this one, it twenty minutes over twenty minutes. It was awesome. Yeah, it was it was around twenty. Just you know, so funky, so good. 
you know, got kind of dark as these earthlings tend to do. And yeah, I was very, very pleasantly surprised by how awesome this jam was for sure. And then they go into no rain, which I was so happy about. Like I, I, you know, I've been, I've been wanting to hear this song uh, since I started seeing goose and I, yeah. you know, very happy, great, great shorter jam on this. I feel like they're doing a different intro for this song. Every time they play it now, like the last few times there have been a different one. Yeah. They, they played, they played it in, uh, was it in Atlanta in October for Noah? And then the time before that was in February uh, in Bend. So happy to see it, you know, pop up again sooner. Yeah. Um, I went, I went to the RVA shows and ran into Noah before it. And he was like really wanting to hear it. Yeah. Um, and I was hoping that we were going to get it then. And we got it none of the two nights. And then they played it in Atlanta. And so I was pretty bummed. And I was like, they don't, they play it like twice a year. I'm never going to hear it. Right. So I, I was pretty pumped when they started it. Um, and it was, it was a nice like 13 ish minute jam. Yeah. Um, they, they do a really great job with that song and the crowd was really feeling it too. It's, it's a great, uh, it, it's a crowd pleaser and they make it their own. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. And that, and then, you know, great way to close the set as well. Um, kind of a mellower set closing note uh, than a lot of times we've seen. And then, you know, set break, it was just more of everybody just hanging out, enjoying the small venue, you know, ran into some people in the crew in the lobby, you know, we, we talked about before we got on, you know, we all know that Jeb is a man of the people. Um, and, and on Sunday, Jeb was, you know, just hanging out, being a man of the people in the lobby at set break uh, and before the show, you know, kind of hiding in plain sight um, as one does. Yeah, he came out uh, but even before the show, before the lobby, and was just hanging outside with the line, taking pictures and, and, and just interacting with, with fans. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, we, we love Jeb. So then they come back on for the second set. Uh, they debut new song, Mr. Action. Uh, I was surprised we didn't have more debuts earlier in the weekend. Um, but, you know, I love this song. Uh, I thought I think it's great, catchy. Um, it's going to be going to be a good addition to the catalog. Um, I think it was it was Neil who said uh, next to me kind of reminds me of the Dr. Darkness uh, story a little bit. Um, kind of lyrical parallels. It may not have been Neil. It may have been someone else, but somebody near me said that. And I agree. It could be. Um, but yeah, I really like this song. What did you think of Mr. Action? It, I thought it was a cover for like the first like two minutes. Cause it just <laughs> sounded so familiar. So I'm just sitting there like Googling every line of lyrics that, that Rick <laughs> is singing, trying to be like, what song is this? And then uh, realized it was likely uh, a goose original. Yeah. Um, it sounded very familiar. Um, on re-listen, like I guess it kind the chord progression at the beginning a little bit sounds like killing me softly. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. it's it, it it was kind of like the thatch debut, like what is happening? I have no idea the melody or like where, where this is gonna go. Yeah. And then it and then it had a uh a cool jam, and, and I bet by the time by New Year's, because it'll surely be played again in, in a few weeks. Probably it'll uh they'll be more solid with it. It'll open up a little bit more. Um, I, yeah. Uh, someone said in the chat, misdirection. I thought that was, that was what they said, uh, what the lyrics were, but um, yeah. Mr. Action. Mr. Action. It was, yeah. it was good. Yeah. De definitely has that kind of familiar sounding sound to it. 
Um, but to me, when, when they started singing, it was just a very unmistakably a, a Rick song. Like it, it just, it, it feels like, feels like Rick. Well, yeah, Rick, Rick songs are a lot more melodic in, in their melody. Peters mm-hmm. are very like repeat the same melody like over and over and over again. Um, not, not that it's a bad thing. Correct. It's just, it's different songwriting yeah. styles. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. it was definitely a Rick song. Um, yeah. And, and then and they crushed their debut. It, it was, it was a pretty good set opener. Agreed. Um, and then we move into the fast, all I need, you know, nice, concise 10 minute version rocking. Very happy to see a fast, all I need. You know, you had said uh, they, they'd sound checked it earlier, um, which was cool. I was, I was excited about that. Um, I personally was hoping for a really big slow, all I need on the weekend um, with like a big jam, but I was not upset about this at all. Um, you know, again, hadn't seen fast version before. I'm still definitely a slow, all I need person. Um, but you know, happy to catch the original fast one. It, it was my first fast all I need um, as well. Um, I actually didn't hear it at Soundcheck. Soundcheck. Was oh, someone else said it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, Soundcheck. I heard broke down, whip it, and um, disco inferno. Oh. So I thought it was going to be a very cover heavy show, uh, which, which it was. Which it was. Um, but that, that's what early small venue goose was too. Yes. Well, yeah, so, we got we got the Jive Goose Intel, which is the last show outside of Bingo Tour um, or like special event shows uh, with this many covers, and it was twelve, fourteen, nineteen at the Mousetrap. So nice, interesting, yeah. interesting. So, and this this was the first fast all I need in exactly a hundred shows. Uh, last one being Halloween twenty twenty one. Oh, that's so, awesome! Cool. Yeah, um, I've I've only heard so all I need. My my first ever one was the uh, Swanee. All I need into Jive Lee, which was like amazing. And Hell then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. We also had some some huge all I needs this year between Legend Valley and then um what was Chrysalis the Chrysalis other one? was the other 35 minute one. Philly, Bozeman, like they, it's had a it's had yeah. a very good year. Oh, Portland, of course, with Trey. Um yeah, but so it's nice to change it up. We're now getting into bracket territory here, which I do want to mention about at the end, but you know, we gotta finish talking about the show first. Oh, then we yeah. get Cross-Eyed, which was on a 74-show gap, which is kind of crazy. Uh, hadn't been played since Bozeman in February. Um, I Again, another song I hadn't seen before. Very happy to see it. Uh, I thought they crushed it. The jam was just like, you know, propulsive, driving. Um, Axel F teases. Peter doing like was doing some marimba stuff in there. Like it was, it was excellent. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so if you looked at the like printed list before the show, they had like – potential like songs for set list mm-hmm. i believe this was on the bottom yeah um I, of, somebody like, yelled for it yeah someone yelled <laughs> for it they actually took a request for this one uh and it was it was thank you to whoever shouted that from from the back of the room yeah um, i love that yeah the peter was just like yeah okay uh, we'll play that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do, I do wish my, my only, my only thing with it, I wish they had taken a bit more time on the intro you know it was a very it was a very quick one um but yeah the jam was very exceptional the 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 reba jam intro yes exactly exactly and then and then they went into dark horse and i was like yes like you know so excited i i was i I was saying i was like if there's any show where they're gonna play the thunder ending it's gonna be right now and i was like as the song ended i was like please 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 but they didn't they they (laughs) did it once 12 12 15 or 12 16 
Or no, six to 15. Yeah, yeah. I agree. We need it again, um, please. It's so yes. good. Uh, it, it was a little rough vocally in Perry, so I wonder if that's why they, they've only done it the once. But um, Mike, was that you? Were you the one yelling cross-eyed in the back? If so, thank you. Yes, thank you, Mike. Um, yeah, the, the the Thunder, but it would have gotten better the more and more they played it. Correct. Um, but yeah, it, it should be noted on uh, El Goose Net, if it's not, the Thunder was played on that 615 show. Oh, that, don't yeah. doubt me here. It's no. I, I know. I, I know. I, yeah, it was, it I was know a, the things. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was happy it wasn't the disco dark horse. Yes, uh, me too. Yeah. It was the OG is the way to go. Yeah. Uh the Thunder sounded a little different in the jam, which was great. And uh yeah, they brought it home. It was it was a good dark horse and it fit very well coming out of that cross side. 100 percent Yeah. Again, Peter hitting the marimba again a little bit. Uh, in that jam but yeah nice like half tempo like funky part to the jam and then you know they they hit into the the usual ending which was excellent very happy for it and then whip it which was fun uh my second whip it (laughs) Um, yeah you got cleveland you got got the whip it with the rain stick yeah fun and then so ready to close the set just you know high energy lots of fun yeah uh, they they crushed already every, every time um still still team slow of course but <laughs> let's not doubt that half yeah. half turned to me um you know as i was like dancing so ready he was like see team so and i was like well like i can enjoy myself without being team so like i'm, exactly. I'm not make no mistake exactly mm-hmm. but yeah it was good and then the encore which you know very interesting i think we'd both seen l greg the wise uh on twitter and making his uh, prediction or prediction, his request, um, you know, and the nice thing was, you know, he said he would donate a thousand dollars to conscious Alliance if they played El Meg, but then he said he would donate the thousand dollars regardless of whether they played it or not, which was amazing. So like, thank you, uh, El Greg, the wise for supporting. Um, it was really nice of goose to, you know, shout him out, be like, all right, we saw this here you are because I hadn't seen El Meg yet. So I was, I was happy to get one. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was it was a good Elmeg. I mean, it was a succinct Elmeg, mm-hmm. but sometimes that's okay. Yeah, like, they don't all need to be 20 minutes long. You know? ex- exactly. Like, the song is just a, it's a great song. It's a great song. Um, yeah. yeah, so su- super happy to get that. Um, I thought they were just going to close out the show with that. Just like a nice, long, like 20, 25 minute Elmeg. Um, but when it was short and looking at the time, like there was definitely time for, for a few, uh, a few more. Yes. And, uh, yeah. I, I had no idea what curfew was going to be, but you know, that, um, broke down was one you had, you had let me know that they sound checked and I was so excited about that. And so when, when they introed it, I was like, <sighs> very, very happy to hear that cover. Um, you know, it's. Yeah, an incredible song. Rick sounds so good singing it. You know, they did it at Legend Valley in 2021, and he sang it with Phil and Friends in October, and it's just so good. Oh yeah, Rick, I mean Rick's voice is, is perfect on that song, um, and this this came from a fan request as well. Yes, the whole encore was fan requested from the postcards that were sent in yeah. after Red Rocks, um, except for the El Greg the Watts. Yeah. But that was still fan requested. Uh, so it's true. It was it was all fan requests. But yeah, it was cool to see them 
use the postcards because I, I don't know if they they really advertised like you know oh because yeah it was like let us know what you want for goosemas and i i think you know most people including me were just kind of like oh it's like a you know fun shtick like won't really be anything but it was nice of them to pull a couple of those um yeah and then you know after broke down getting the, getting the nice disco inferno uh closer which was fun uh you know that, that's a jive goose favorite right there and he's not here to refute that oh gotcha <laughs> I, I i'm picking up what you're putting down <laughs> um yeah i mean it was it was just a bonus like if the encore ended after broke down palace perfect yeah this exactly Inferno, it was fun that got the crowd going it's um yeah the it, band it was, was very, very having a blast you know i know you can yeah. you can tell peter loves singing that one um oh, yeah, yeah it was great it, it was a great uh it's a great way to close um you know the show the weekend you know my 17th goose show this year after you know seeing none before like it, it was it was pretty cool yeah uh, I'm, I'm very excited are you doing cincy I am doing Cincy. All right. It'll be number 29 and 30 on the year. That's that's pretty good. You know, in a year where they played like 80-something shows, hitting 30 of them is, is very impressive. Well, thank you. Yeah. Very impressive. Um, but, but yeah, we, we are going to be we are gonna be doing, I believe right now, we are going to be doing one day after show for both uh, New Year's runs. On We will be on January 1st, so join us on New Year's Day. Um, I will be listening to both shows as I travel home from fish in New York, uh, likely. So, awesome. uh, getting ready in time for the pod on that day. Um, but you know, this was a, this was a great way to end the weekend. It was so much fun. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very happy we got to hang out as much as we did. It was just, you know, great crew every night, uh, yeah. that we had. And it's great meeting so many people from Twitter, like that she interact with on a day-to-day basis. And yeah realizing they're they're real humans yeah, it's like wait these people and, yeah. aren't just names on a screen like they yeah. exist <laughs> but uh yeah and then chop had that had that awesome meetup earlier in the week it's, yeah it was, it was just a great weekend yeah it was great and so I, i'm really excited to see what the band does uh for cincy because we've seen so much growth already um and then we've got you know playing in the sand in january and then you know a break for like two and a half months, pretty much like the next show after that is Okeechobee in March. So, you know, maybe yeah. they're going to record another album, something like that. Well, let's hope. Let, let's see what happens. Um, and also if anybody didn't see on social media today, or if you were listening to this after the fact, it's almost bracket season as, as you know, we talk about this on every single episode of the podcast, um, but it's almost bracket season. Um, and we are crowd seeding the bracket this year. You know, last year we just did the five of us, uh, from always almost there. We ranked it and we seeded the bracket. Um, but this year we are crowd seeding, um, head over to ryanstorm.substack.com or look at any of the always almost there social channels for a link to a Google form where you can receive a spreadsheet where you can rank your top 64 jams. If you don't have a top 64, we do ask that you rank at least 32. Um, but rank your top jams of the year. You will be included in a weighted average system, which is in a very handy spreadsheet that is the same spreadsheet used by the fish jam of the year brackets. Um, and that will throw everything into the top 64 rankings. And we will make the bracket from there. Now, Garrett, you may be wondering, how can I do this when they haven't played all of the shows in the year yet? How, Ryan? Please tell me. Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) 
Um, we want to open it up now so everyone has time because it, you know, obviously a lot of shows to digest from this year. Um, and the, the uh, rankings are going to be due at 11.59 p.m. Eastern on January 3rd, which means you have a few days to put in um, your Cincinnati uh, rankings. Just, you know, nice little write-in down at the bottom. Um, you know, and if there's any jam on the list that we have provided that you think deserves a spot, write it in. Very yeah. exciting. Garrett, will you be submitting a list? Yeah, and there's plenty from the last few days that will that will be added. Um, Me too. I've, I've know, been puzzling yeah. that out. <laughs> you never know uh, when you get to the big shows if, the, if they'll go deep or just kind of be song heavy. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. And we've, yes, got, we've got a bold prediction here. A Cincinnati uh, Madhavan overall one seed. Yes, if you put your email in and you didn't get anything yet, that's because... There are a lot of people that have put their email in and I have not had the time to go and make copies of the spreadsheet and send it out to you yet, but I will in the next couple of days. Do not fear. You will have plenty of time, but then stay tuned uh, for early January for more information on the bracket voting. We're going to be doing the same uh, bracket prediction pool kind of thing that we did last year. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be like a three hour long podcast episode uh, taking you through it uh, once the bracket drops. So get excited for that. But Garrett, thank you. So, so much for being on today. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. And, you know, obviously we're going to have you on again soon. Um, and reminder to everybody, if you're going to spring tour shows, those are months away. But start thinking about if you want to be a guest on a day after show, because we love that. Bold prediction from Neil. He thinks six hours on the bracket episode. I, It might happen. Well, we will see everybody in a couple of weeks. Uh, have a great holiday season. Uh, whatever shows or webcasts you are enjoying for New Year's, enjoy that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into this. Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th, at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.